Hello and welcome to Lockdown Leafs Podcast here. I'm Mike DiStefano and I am your host, joined by my co-host, The Zoobs. What's going on, bud? Oh, another quiet day in the hockey world, as always. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Man, it's really... It's been a, a couple of weeks, uh, to be honest with you. Just, you know, just news after news after news. And uh, last night, we into the hours, Akeem Aliyu. And if you're not exactly sure who that is, uh, I don't blame you because he's uh, not somebody who has been a prominent name in the hockey circles uh, for a very long time. He was a draft pick uh, long ago of the Chicago Blackhawks. But he came out yesterday kind of piggybacking on the Babcock situation, talking about how um, Bill Peters, who worked with Babcock in previously, which is how he kind of tied it uh, to him. But essentially, he came out and he, he put out a tweet alleging that he had some uh, racist, racial slurs uh, against him. And I'm just trying to pull up the tweet right, uh, really quickly. But but first, before I get that, what were your first thoughts on the incident? Um, you know, it, it's an unacceptable. This is the sort of thing that um, you hope doesn't happen. But I, I also can't sit here and say that I'm uh, extremely surprised. My uh, thoughts on... You know how hockey coaches act, and the history of of what I know and what we know about the reputation of a lot of hockey coaches does not lead me to great surprise that many, not many, but but some of them, and, and possibly many of them, uh, have done some pretty inappropriate things in the name of of, of uh, whatever you want to call it, motivation, or or to make an example, or any of these things that we've heard. Uh, come out in the last little bit, and and I would say this: I I don't think I'm, uh, you know, alone in saying that I don't expect this to be the last no. of these type of stories that we hear come out. I, I think, um, the Babcock Marner thing sort of opened the door for this to be something that people, uh, you know, players and and people in the industry, I actually are think becoming this ex- more and this, more willing to talk about. Yeah, for sure, and I think this even kind of extends even as far as, uh, you know, the Don Cherry, just in the fact that. You know the culture that was set uh, in in hockey just isn't the way that things need to be anymore. Like things need to change. Hockey culture needs to evolve with the times. And I think that you know this is another example of you know back in in 2010 when this alleged incident happened, uh, it, it was kind of I guess it wasn't really accepted, but nobody spoke out about it. But now that you have more people coming coming out and and uh, the story about Babcock came out and Marner came out and he said, yep, no, that's exactly what happened. It kind of it, it's giving these players a voice they once they thought that they didn't have. Um, so for uh, for those who aren't exactly too sure about the whole situation, uh, essentially what happened was and this is Akeem Elieu, um expressing to. Uh, TSN reporter Frank Cervalli in in an interview, an exclusive interview here that you can see on uh, TSN.ca. This is the way that he pretty much, this is exactly word for word what he said. Uh, He walked in before a morning pregame skate and said, Hey, Keem, I'm sick of you playing that N-word shit, Alou told TSN, with referring to Alou's selection of hip-hop music. He said, I'm sick of hearing this n-word effing other n-words in the ass stuff he then walked out like nothing ever happened you could hear a pin drop in the room everything went dead silent i just sat down in my stall and didn't say a word 
Um, and then he had a couple of teammates end up coming out and corroborating the story, saying, like, no, that's, that's pretty much exactly what happened. Uh, and it's a shame that, you know, stuff like that is still happening to this day. You, you always think about racism and, and, you know, maybe it's just because of the circles that I run with, thinking that we are evolving as a race and, and it's, you know, ex, um, inclusiveness and equality is, is kind of um, is becoming more equal. But, man, it, it really kind of sheds light to the fact that we kind of do live in a little bit of a bubble and, you know, there's still this kind of stuff in our environment and in the game. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right in that um, it's something that, you know, you and I uh, would never think uh, remains as prevalent as it is. But at the same token, you know, it, it's not extremely surprising. I think what disappoints me the greatest is um, that that idea of keeping it in the room uh, extended so much to... Uh, to the fact that no one spoke up about this until, you know, almost 10 years later and, yeah. and Peters has gone on and had other jobs and been successful and now he's in the NHL and, you know, that that he gets to sort of skate on this for almost 10 years without there being any repercussions while, you know, Akeem struggled and, and there were, he said last night that he at one point on a 20-goal pace was asked to be sent down to the ECHL and, and it really, you know, possibly had a big derailment on his career and I think you know that's something we see often with um, all kinds of whether it be uh, you know domestic assault cases or, or or what have you these sort of tricky situations where the the victim ends up being the one who has their career derailed and the and the perpetrator you know goes on for years without really being touched um, it's unfortunate and and I don't think this is the last as I said I don't think this is the last we're going to hear of it and I don't think it's nearly as far out of the game as perhaps hockey would like us to believe. But if there is a silver lining, uh, hopefully this does sort of open that door for more guys to come forward. And, and for the future of the game, for the generations that are playing now, uh, that they get the opportunity to be judged on, on the merit of, of what they can do and, and not have to go through this stuff because um, it's not what it's supposed to be about, especially at the younger level, especially when you're you know, just a kid, you're, you, you you should be able to just play and enjoy the game and not have to worry uh, about, you know, this sort of stuff, especially not in your own dressing room. Definitely. And, you know, we're talking about hopefully this gives us, you know, people more of a voice to come out and say stuff. And this being kind of the tip of the iceberg, you know, even just a couple hours later, he had another former uh, player of Bill Peters came out, Mikhail Jordan, uh, a, a Czech player, no longer in the NHL, but he played a few seasons in Carolina under Bill Peters, and he came out and he tweeted, "Never wish anything but, never wish anything bad, but to the person, uh, but you get what you deserve, Bill. After years of making it to the NHL, uh, I had experience with the worst coach ever by far, kicking me and punching other players in the head during the game. That pretending like nothing happened, couldn't believe it with my eyes that that can happen in the best league." Happy that I don't have to go through that stuff on a daily basis anymore. Um, so, again, another player coming out, and it's a totally separate incident. But, again, more more bullying and more, you know, this time it's not just verbal abuse. It's physical abuse that's happening on the bench. Um, and kind of what's interesting about this, though, is I remember about a year ago, who it was um, Brent Sopel talking on the Spitting Chicklets podcast about... It was uh, Mark Crawford, and apparently he used to do a lot of the kind of – he used to kick people on the bench and kind of 
choke them, grab them by their jersey, yank them back type stuff all on the bench. And, and that kind of never went anywhere. It got swept under the rug. And now, obviously, thanks to the, the racial remarks and then this secondary one with, a, you know, a physical abuse happening by the coach, man, like this is not looking for Peters. And I would be shocked if Peters went to bed tonight still as the head coach of the Calgary Flames. Oh, I agree, and I I also saw uh, Paul Maurice came out and, and mentioned that he's had to uh, alter his his style and, and the way that he coaches because Blake Wheeler pulled him aside and was like, you need to be nicer to these guys. It, I think we're also looking at a generational thing where I don't think, you know, these guys that are 20, 21, 22, and, you know, that used to be you would go to the AHL and you would come up, and, and now, for the most part, those guys come right into the league. and. Right. Um, it's a different time in the way that those guys are motivated, and and to bring it back sort of to the least, I was I've been thinking about this sort of with the difference between Babcock and Sheldon Keith, and we have seen uh, the Leafs getting back to um, you know their practices are very much uh, drill based, and there are skills things, and there are specific situations being teached, and I think what we've gotten away from a little bit is you know a, a decade plus ago, guys were coming into the league with a little more experience and I think we're recognizing that these guys still need to be taught stuff that, that there's still learning to be done. Totally you know, right. guys aren't, aren't arriving at the NHL level as, as finished products like they used to. And I think, um, this all goes part and parcel and, and, and the new way of teaching and the new way of motivating these guys, uh, needs to be considered. You, you can't fall back on the old school methods like you used to be able to. And I think the other thing that's kind of weird about this whole situation, you know, good on the Flames. They're launching their own little investigation into what's going on. But why not the Chicago Blackhawks? I mean, technically, this incident happened within their organization. How come the Blackhawks Mm -hmm. are kind of getting, they're just kind of fading back and letting all this play out. And they haven't come out and really said anything formal about doing an investigation into their uh, into their organization see if anybody else knew uh, the flames did say that you know the blackhawks were cooperating in their were gonna in their investigation but i think the blackhawks have a little bit more blame and in, in this than than the flames do i mean they they kind of they hired the guy sure but i'm sure they wouldn't have done that if they knew about these incidents previously whereas the blackhawks they knew that this stuff happened and kind of let it all slide because he was still their coach. And and because Bill Peters has gone up the ladder, they clearly didn't feel like, you know, when they were, you know, when the organizations were asked if they could interview Bill Peters, they were like, yeah, sure. And when Bill Peters asked for a recommendation, the Blackhawks said, yeah, sure, he's great. He's won. Uh, he's helped us win, yada, yada, yada. And they just swept it all under the rug. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, absolutely. Go ahead. It's very interesting. I, th- I, th- I think we're. I think we're. I think this is the tip of the iceberg. I think this is just the beginning of uh, what ultimately could be a good thing for hockey and for the culture around the game. I think. Honestly, um, I don't even yeah. think this is going to be. This is going to end with hockey. This is going to be a big major sports uh, in general. Like it's not just hockey where this type of stuff happens. I mean, totally. It, I don't know if you watched Last Chance You, but. You know, Coach Brown of Last Chance U the last couple of seasons, like that guy has a maniac, absolute yeah. maniac. Now, he did end up getting fired for some of the actions that he did, which good on him because he deserved it. But, you know, that kind of stuff is happening all over North America. And I'm sure all over the world, really. Like, I, I've heard of, you know, some Italian coaches doing some pretty shady stuff to to try and make sure that their team wins championships. And, 
and uh, you know pretty abusive on on children to try and and toughen them up a little bit like it's it's insane what goes on in sport culture sometimes that we all kind of just sweep under the rug as if like ah it's sports but at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's not it's 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 abuse and um i think now as times are changing you know if if you don't adapt like these coaches haven't adapt clearly bill peters has not uh you're going to be on the wrong end of this so mm-hmm. it, certainly there's going to be a lot more and it's not just going to be in hockey it's going to be everywhere else absolutely right uh, all right, uh, coming up in segment two, let's play a little cosign no sign. It's kind of been a, a tough couple of days talking about some upsetting uh, upsetting news. So next up, we'll we'll do some cosign no sign, maybe lighten the mood a little bit, and that'll be coming up next. All right, welcome back to Lockdown Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano alongside the Zoobs. We're gonna play some cosign no sign. Uh, so it's gonna be some fun stuff. I got three questions. You got three questions. The way the game is played, I'm gonna make a statement. You cosign it. You know, sign it. You know how it's done. Let's get right to it. Uh, question number one, I have for you. Tyson Berry on a bit of a roll ever since the coaching change. Tyson Berry will score at a 50 point pace the rest of the season under Sheldon Keefe. Ooh, uh, boy. So that's that's basically points in every other game is, is what you're saying, more or less uh, rate-wise. Yeah, pretty well, pretty well. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's not far off from the player he normally is. We've discussed many times. He's about a 60-point-a-year uh, guy coming into this, and uh, he looks to be given those opportunities. He's going to be part of the power play, uh, and that's going to be a big part of their offense uh, there should be some assists to get there, and there should be some, uh, you know, easy points to pick up. And I expect him to be, you know, when they're trailing, for him to get increased ice time and maybe have those lines, uh, you know, blendered up to get him opportunities to move forward. So I think that's a cosign for me, big time. All right. Another one for you. Cosign or no sign by Christmas. This is an easy one. This is a layup. You know, not too tough today. Cosign or no sign by Christmas. The Maple Leafs will be second in the Atlantic Division. Ooh. They got a month. They're only three points back. Let me see where everybody else is sitting right now. They're only three points back in the. Who's the, who's in yeah. second right now? I guess it'd be the Panthers. The Panthers, right? Yeah. So Florida. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, second place. Uh. I, you know, I'm gonna, Tampa's on a run. I know. I'm going to no-sign it. Not only the Panthers, but Tampa is back to being the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're 7-3 in their last 10. Uh, the Panthers, obviously, they played really well as of late. Um, you know, Montreal, I can see them kind of fading back. and and But I think one of Florida or Tampa will be tough to keep up with. And for that reason, I'm going to no-sign it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that they can keep up with it, but... You know, I, Tampa's got four games in hand, so you'll you'll assume that they'll probably get a couple. I don't know their schedule off by heart, obviously, but you would assume that they'll make up a couple of those games uh, during this this month. Maybe get an extra game or two with a chance to get themselves an extra couple of points. Fair enough. All right, uh, number two for you. The Maple Leafs will make the playoffs in a divisional spot, so kind of similar, but a little different. Oh, that's a cosign. I think, uh, you know, we talked about, you just talked about the games in hand and, and that, that it'll be a tough road, but uh, I don't especially believe in Florida. Uh, we've already seen 
Buffalo sort of normalize and, and really bottom out in the last 10 games or so. Um, you know, then it's the Habs who have struggled lately. And I don't know that, you know, a lot of their key players are on, on the, on the, you know, not on the decline, but it, you know, Shea Weber and, and Carey Price are past their primes. And then it's just, basically it's just Tampa. And as, as much as we have, you know, been on the doom and gloom of this Maple Leafs run, they're only four, five and one in their last 10 games. They haven't even really been that bad. They just are worse than we thought they should be. I think, uh, a top three by the end of this season yeah, I think that is pretty achievable. All right. All right, this one, another, another, another maybe fairly easy one for you, but we're, <laughs> we're taking it easy today. It's, it's we're, you know, it's, it's not Keep a game it light. day. Keep it light. Co-sign or no sign, somebody other than Austin Matthews will lead the Maple Leafs in points. Ooh, someone other than Austin Matthews going to be tough. The the other key guys have all faced injury at some point already this yeah, year. You that's, could say. That's where I'm thinking. You know, like Marner the past couple of years has ended up uh, as the number one point scorer. Now, Matthews hasn't gotten hurt yet, but he does have a pretty, you know, pretty decent track record of getting injured. So that could come, which could hinder this possibility. But as of now, I'm going to hope that he stays healthy and uh, keeps at this torrid pace. So I'm going to coast. Uh, wait. What was the question again? That he somebody will somebody other somebody else. Yeah, no yeah. sign. I'm gonna no sign it. I think that he he's gonna be able to uh, to be you know more consistent the rest of the way. And I don't know. Maybe he might have his first hundred point season if he's consistent and plays all eighty two. I could see it happening. Okay. I really could. The Richard is not out of question either. <laughs> I'm on paper as saying he would be. So yes. <laughs> I can't wait. We're, we're going to have to do a mid-season to see where we're at, who's on track <laughs> to win and who's not. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, number three for you. So Michael Hutchinson, in all of yesterday's news, ended up getting called up to the Maple Leafs. Uh, he will start Friday night in Buffalo in game one of the back-to-back this weekend. Oh, boy. Uh that's the last box. You know what? Box. Co-sign. Co-sign. I believe this. It's I believe in this. the last box I think this that is... Keith has to check, man, right? Yeah. I think w- w- what we saw with, with Shore and what we've seen with some of the deployment uh, and that fact that it's, um, you know, there's Saturday night is the second half of it and that that's a slightly bigger profile and Sheldon Keefe is obviously well aware of that. And... You know, the fact that it's the same team in both games and one's on the road and one's at home, I think we will see Hutchison in the first game. Yeah. All right. That's funny. Mine was also, I also had a Hutchinson one uh, for you, amazingly enough. Mine was going to be cosign, no sign. Michael Hutchinson records a win in the next seven days or eight days. Cosign. Eight days. 100% 100% co-sign that. I think he gets the win this weekend. I think they sweep okay. the Buffalo Sabres. I think they get the W tomorrow against Detroit. We'll be previewing that game in just a moment. But I think they get the W. I think they sweep Buffalo and Sheldon Keefe. He never loses a game for the rest of his NHL career. That's essentially what Booyah. I'm what I'm predicting. But uh, <laughs> at the very least, I do believe that Michael Hutchinson will get a win this weekend. Right on. I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right, that was a lot of fun. Uh, always love playing cosign, no sign. Uh, all right, coming up next, we'll preview the Maple Leafs at the Red Wings game tomorrow night.
All right, welcome back to the Locked Unleashed podcast. Mike DiStefano alongside the Zoobs. Uh, because life is busy, we're not going to be able to get a podcast out to you tomorrow. So we decided to preview the Red Wings game tonight. Uh, really, I, I don't expect much news to come out anyways that we won't otherwise be able to give you. Uh, but the Wings coming in on a six-game losing streak, arguably one of the worst constructed rosters in the NHL, if I'm being quite honest. And Anthony Mantha also declared to be out for a few weeks, the lone player who I think scares me on this roster. Uh, nah, I shouldn't say that. Dylan Larkin's a really good player as well. But, uh, you know, Mantha out, that just even increases... Uh, Toronto's chances even more to uh, to come up with the victory. Uh, what are your thoughts on tomorrow's game? Blowout win yeah. enough. Yeah, I think I think if I learn anything from the way they played against the Avs and the the freedom they played with on a short term against the Coyotes, this is an opportunity for all these guys with with the days they've had off to practice and to work on their defensive zone coverage to be excellent defensively because they know. They are more talented offensively than the Red Wings. This is already a team that they've beaten fairly handily this year. They beat them 5-2 uh, in early October. I expect no different. I think defense first, and then they will cruise offensively. I, I don't expect much trouble in this one for the Maple Leafs. Yeah, me either. I think this is going to be an absolute uh, an absolute gong show for uh, the Maple Leafs. Like, this is going to be a, a big-time W. Uh, coming in on three days rest, you know, like you said, they finally had a full practice to implement some of the changes that Shelton keeps going to want to be doing. Uh, what are some things that you'll be looking forward to most? You think uh, after a couple of full practices under Keith? Yeah, a great question. I think in today's sort of post-practice press conference or you know media gathering, he was very uh, adamant. And the specifics that they had worked on today was about defensive zone coverage. And as we well know, that's the one thing that they need the most help with. Even in the last two games, like they were just sort of figuring it out as they go when it wasn't dramatically different from what they were already doing. I think this is the chance for them to really shut a team down. And, and we know how they we know how they can look good offensively. Let's see what, how it looks uh, when they are focused and determined with some new defensive systems. I'm really excited to see how they handle a team like this defensively. Because as you know, as, as you noted with, with Larkin and some other guys, there is some room for guys to sort of have uh, break-open moments. So I'm excited to see how that is locked down uh, as best the Leafs can. Yeah, same. I think that's going to be uh, something that we need to watch watch for because it's been it was atrocious uh, the, the, during that losing streak uh, right before Babcock got fired. So for Sheldon Keefe to come in, implement his own systems that he believes uh, will be able to kind of change things up and and uh, ease Freddie Anderson's load a little bit as well, kind of make it easier for him. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And the fact that they're playing against a team that's much worse than them, uh, for me, and, and just, I guess, to, to get right to the three keys of the game, this is one of them, take control for once. You are by mm-hmm. far and away the better team. You can control the pace of this game. Way too often we found that the Leafs, were, were playing down to their opponents and playing up to their opponents. They were never playing their own game. They always let uh, their opponents dictate how they were going to play. And I think under Keefe, this is a chance for them to, to, to kind of buck that trend a little bit. So go out there, take control, and, uh, you know, all out, man. All out, because you can do it against this team, because it's essentially uh, like an AHL roster. So they should be able to, to put up some big points. What's another key for you for tomorrow's game? Uh, you know, I, I think this is a, 
some of the other guys, some of the beyond the guys that we come to think of immediately when it comes to offense, I think there's a chance for some bounce back from somebody like uh, Freddie Goche or or some of the bottom line guys. This is an opportunity for them to sort of get uh, extended minutes if they're up big and to play well because they're up against competition that on those down lines can't keep up with them. So I think uh, the depth, this is a good game, I think, for the depth. Certainly, there's certainly you look up and down the lineup. I think the the Leafs are probably the better. You know, they got the better first line, the better second line, third, fourth, first pairing, second pairing. Like you look yeah. down the lineup, they are going to outmatch Detroit all over the ice. Um, I think the Leafs, you know, for them to be effective, I, I want to see them attacking the net. You know, a lot of shots uh, this season have kind of come from the the uh, come from the outside. Go ahead, go ahead and, and attack the net. You know you can do that because you are the better team. So get in there and kind of kind of get a little dirty, get a little gritty, and, and score some nice goals in some high danger areas. Uh, anything else that you'll be looking for as a key to the game? Just just playing in control, playing free. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's there shouldn't be too much on on the line here. This sh- this should be one where, as you said, control the game, play solid defensively, take advantage of your depth. Uh, shouldn't be more complicated than that. Should be a good one. Um, I'm expecting an absolute blowout along with you. I'm going to go ahead and say, oh, I don't think there's anybody on this team that's going to be able to beat Freddie Anderson tomorrow, uh, assuming that Anderson does start. So if that is the case, my prediction is going to be 6 nothing Shutout. Ooh, calling it. By, I had 5-0, I had so... Uh, you know, all we can do is be dramatically wrong about this one. It's funny, yes. too, because I think I predicted a shutout against Detroit last time as well, and then they scored like two minutes into the game. And I was out for <laughs> dinner with uh, with my brother-in-law, and he scores. He looks over me. He's like, how's that shutout look? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> they went on to win the game, which is all that mattered. But yes. my, shutout, uh, my shutout prediction went in the trash two minutes into the game. Hopefully that doesn't happen tomorrow, too, or else I'm going to stop making that prediction. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get one eventually. It has to happen eventually. Yeah, it almost it? happened in Arizona, and then you know, 18 seconds left, uh, they had to get one, and that was very upsetting. That would be that would have been amazing. Keeps first game to get a, a shutout, broken up 18 seconds left in the game. That was that was horrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully they can get it tomorrow. So we get a, a shutout in Keith's first week. He didn't get the first game, but maybe in his first week as head coach. Uh, that's gonna yeah, do it. Or, or they wait. They or they wait until Saturday for their first home game. We'll see. Maybe. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, that's going to do it for us here today in the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. All right, just a reminder, we're not going to have a podcast uh, tomorrow. And, and if you're listening to this on Wednesday, there's going to be no Wednesday pod. This is considered the Wednesday pod, also the Tuesday pod. So we'll be back on Thursday to recap the game against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, enjoy the game. And until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.